on this week's episode, we talk about music and what that means to us. We fangirl over our favorite artists for almost a whole hour. (laughs) (laughs) That's what y'all are here for, right? Yeah. Also... We talk about how we enjoy live performances of many kinds as blind people, and we talk about our experiences with performing music. So stick around. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are living our best lives. I'm your host, Cassandra. And I'm your host, Casey. Hey, everybody. We are happy to be back. We hope you're all having an awesome week. Um, We wanted to quickly say a few announcements at the beginning. Um, So... A lot of you follow us on our Instagram account, rare.with.flare. Yes, we have to have the dots in between because someone else took Rare with Flare. It's so rude. And we thank you. It's so rude. I agree, Cassandra. But we thank you so much for following us on there. We have a lot of fun. However, we did want to say we each have personal accounts that are private, and we have been getting a lot of requests lately from our Rare with Flare followers, and we thank you so much for that, but we just want to let you know that we're actually keeping our private accounts private just for personal reasons. You know, I have little nephews that I don't really want the whole world to see pictures of and all of that kind of stuff, and I know Cassandra has her own reasons, but if you want to keep up with us or message us or talk to us, you you definitely can on our rare with flair instant we just want to let everyone know we're not purposely trying to block you out it's it's not just you it's everyone (laughs) yeah for sure and you know i i think that a good way if you want to get to know us casey's got her youtube channel i've got my blogs that uh we've linked in our website if you go to rarewithflare.com slash about I think. I think that's the link. If you go to the website and click the about link, you'll see how, you know, we have our stuff linked so you can take a look if you are interested. Yeah, we also have a Rare with Flair Twitter and a Facebook and an email. So, you know, there are definitely ways to connect with us and we love connecting with you guys. We love the emails and the messages. Ah, they mean so much to us. They brighten up our day. Yes, they do. They really do. Thank you guys. But Casey, it is, we were, you know, we usually record these at night, um, so it's yep. 8 p.m. here in Ohio, and it's like 7 in Memphis. It's really dark out now, gotta say, mm-hmm. but it's making me think that I've really enjoyed fall this year, like truly. We talk about fall every episode because we're both those people <laughs> that are obsessed with fall. But it's so lovely. Like, I love the crisp it's air. So I, I don't mind being a little chilly, but not, like, winter chilly, you know? Yes, yes. And I, okay, I did see on Instagram right before we started recording this podcast that you've been doing some really fun fall activities. And yes. I'm very jealous. So I, I, like, go back and forth between hanging out with my parents and hanging out in my apartment and this weekend, I it was sort of a long weekend for them, but I took a couple days off, and we went to a corn maze, which my parents had never Ugh. been to. Um, oh! It was so much fun. We got pumpkins. We went apple picking. And then yesterday, we made a bunch of apple foods. Actually, I have a really random story. So I Tell made it. I made an apple pie, and it was a lot of, like... Love and effort, but my dad loves apple pie. But this morning, (laughs) 
you you could cut this out if you want, but I wanted to at least tell you. Um, <laughs> okay. This morning he went to go make coffee and he was tired and I had left it on top of the stove um, in a glass, the glass tin that I had baked it in. And he turned on the burner that was underneath the glass oh. thing. And that thing's supposed to heat up, but so he noticed a little bit later and he moved it to the stove. Well, putting direct heat on glass and then oh. turning down the heat quickly causes it to cool and it exploded. It <gasps> literally exploded in no! our kitchen. No! Which is tragic for many reasons, including the broken glass that we had to clean up. But, like... Oh, man. You know, I I just... I feel for that pie. But we got to salvage just a tiny bit that didn't have broken glass in it, and it was tasty. (laughs) That's so sad that you spent all the time working on the pie. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad nothing caught on fire or completely burned or anything. But... Yeah. Still scary stuff. Glass is not, not... fun no um but i love i want to do more fall activities i used to do a haunted corn maze every year in high school but i haven't done one in a while but this friday i'm me and cassandra are still trying to do like you know social distance activities and basically i'm trying to stay outside when i do my activities Mm -hmm. so there is this local theater who is doing an outdoor movie social distance and they're playing coco and i love coco you've seen coco right i love coco it's so sweet yeah coco (laughs) is just so wonderful if you haven't seen it, it's such a fall movie, so definitely check it out now. This is your window of opportunity to watch Coco. But we're going to go do that, and I'm really excited. That'll so. be so much fun. Yes, fall time. Fun times. So, this week, we're kind of making a shift because last week was, you know, big and serious. And if you haven't listened to it, you definitely should. It but, was deep. <laughs> yeah, it was deep. We still keep it light, you know, in our way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But In our way. This week, we're talking about something that we are just very excited about. We hope you guys yeah. are, too. But we're talking about <laughs> how much we love music. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about what kind of music we listen to. We're going to talk about our experience with performing music. We're going to talk about how we enjoy seeing concerts and performances. So we're going to get into, like, you know, we have the rare and the flare. So the rare part is, like the blindness of like how do blind people enjoy concerts but also the flair part is just talking about stuff we love so really a lot of this episode is not going to be even like blindness or illness related we're just talking about music y'all because we love it and I think this will just be a more fun lighthearted episode for you guys absolutely oh so So. (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) so did you have something to say no <laughs> I was just gonna transition. I'm keeping this in. I'm keeping it in, man. I'm keeping it in. Um, well, we were going to say our taste in music, what kind of genres of music we enjoy. Um, we have found that our tastes are very different, but we don't really venture out of our taste very much. You'll see it in this episode. But Cassandra, why don't you start and tell me like the genres you're into of music? Right. So I'm into what they call indie music. Indie being, like, short for independent. Um, And usually that relates to the record labels they use, but in the context of the music itself, it usually just means something that strays from the norm. So not, like, very, like, traditional pop music, not traditional rock music. A lot of the time it involves 
unique instruments. A lot of the vocals are very different than mm-hmm. the, you know, whoever is famous at the moment. Um, and it is very interesting. A lot of interesting synthesizer stuff. And then lyrically, I also find it really interesting because a lot of the songs you know, there's like your classic love songs, breakup songs, but there's also things about life and death and questioning broader existence. I really find it interesting. So yeah, no, and I feel like well, we'll we'll get into this when we name our favorite artists. But I feel like you listen to more bands, and I listen to more solo artists. And then Definitely. also we discovered you listen to more men, and I listen to more women, which is also weirdly interesting. I don't really know why. Like we just like what we like, I guess. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get into it. But I think every every band on my top ten, I think there's one solo artist, but I think that they're all men. Yeah, I think mine are pretty much all women. So we're giving you a uh, definitely like a mix here of tastes, y'all. Uh, I said I've said y'all a lot this episode. I'm sorry, I'm from the south. Okay? She from the south. Um, what are you into? So, what I'm into. So I I kind of narrowed it down to three or four things. I think my top would be also indie. Um, pop and folk. I listen to a lot of those separately, but also a lot of my artists are described as indie pop or indie folk or yeah. folk pop. But also, gotta give a shout out to show tunes because, as you guys know, <laughs> I majored in musical theater. <laughs> I've been doing theater my whole life, and I really am familiar with like the entire Broadway canon from from when it started to all the modern stuff. And I've, I've heard it all, and I, I spend a lot of my time listening to show tunes. So that had to be mentioned. You I know? find that super impressive. So now we're going to name our top 10 favorite artists, and we're going to try to not be too long-winded about this because we could go on forever. Actually, though, (laughs) yes. Actually. But we decided to do one sentence about each person of why we like them. Are you going to go from the back or from the front? I want to go from the back. I want to go from least to greatest here. Got you. Is that what you're going to do? I will do whatever you do. (laughs) (laughs) I've thought a lot about this. (laughs) I'm going to start number 10, go up to my number one fave, okay? So, number 10 is a band called Of Monsters and Men. I really love them. Do you like them? I do. They were like one of my first concerts. Oh my gosh, you've seen, I've never seen them. Wow. Yeah, it was like seven years ago. Okay, so I love their chill. The two lead singers' voices fit together really well. And a lot of their lyrics are about like nature and animals. I love the vibe. Mm. Um, Number nine is Jewel. I specifically really like her first album because it's one of the most raw and honest albums I've ever heard. She clearly wrote it not knowing anybody would hear it and you can tell. Number eight is Florence and the Machine. They, I'm a huge fan of fairy tales and fantasy, and a lot of their music is super whimsical and magical, and I love their use of the harp and other interesting instruments. They really take you to another world. Number seven is Billie Eilish. Um, She has wonderful vocals, especially for her age. She really is a raw talent, and I love that she's very experimental and doesn't follow the crowd, but her music is still really accessible and relatable, and she honestly could go higher on my list when she puts out more music. I feel like she just doesn't have enough out yet to, like, be on the top top. She's super talented. She's so good. Um, Number six, I'm slightly embarrassed that this person is so high, but listen, listen, I can't deny how much I love her. Number Her, of course, all my women. Number six is Taylor Swift. Um, (laughs) I love 
pretty much everything she has released, and she has released quite a lot. I think she's a lyric genius, and she tells a story and paints a picture better than most people. Like, I think better than probably any artist on this list. Um, number five is Regina Spector. Mm. She also takes a lot of risks and doesn't follow, like, the normal pattern of music. And a lot of the other artists I love have been influenced by her. She's definitely, like, a pioneer in that genre. Um, number four is Billy Joel, a man. Oh, <laughs> um, a man. <laughs> I love I love that Billy Joel dabbles in every genre and decade. All of his music is really cohesive, but also really different. And he also has incredible lyrics. Billy Joel makes me happy. <laughs> number three, we're getting to the top three. Number three is Paramore. And I know you yes. like Paramore too, Cassandra. I love Paramore. Um, so Paramore, I love them. They are consistently good. Even when they've changed their sound, I still love them. And if you ever need a fun song, they're always, they always have a bop. They just are ready. Mm. They have a bop. Yeah. Top two, gonna get emotional. <laughs> Um, my top two are very similar to each other. So my number two is Ingrid Michaelson. She has everything. She has amazing vocals, amazing lyrics. She can play almost every instrument, every album she's released. I love, and I have been to many of her concerts and now I'm her Patreon patron. So that makes me very happy. And That's I love awesome. her. And my number one, I could go on about this woman forever. I don't <laughs> think anybody could ever surpass her as my number one, but that is Sarah Bareilles. I think... She's one of the best voices I've ever heard, and her albums don't even do her voice justice. You've got to hear it live. It is crystal clear. She's always on pitch. She is a lyric genius as well. Her lyrics are so deep and meaningful, and she can play so many instruments, and she has a really good mix of fun songs and ballads, and I follow her around to every to every tour she's done I've seen since I've known who she was, which was like 11 years ago. So That's amazing. Those are my people. That was very long-winded, but I tried to make it quick. <laughs> hey, no, I... Th- I think that that was a great summary, I will say, just because I know that it's very hard to condense our it love is. for our people. Our love for these people. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I will, I guess I will also do my top ten. And I feel like some of these, like, grow and shift, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have one on my list that I just discovered this year, uh, like a wow. few months ago. But I feel like they just really wormed a place into my heart. I just love them. Okay, so I'll just oh, start, yes. and I'll I gotta stick to my sentences. So my number ten is a band called AJR. They have some poppy boy band vibes, but I love them so much. They write songs about growing up, and they're like comforting to me, and like kind of really emotional to me if I'm honest um Mm. and it's not as derivative as that sounds you know it sounds like growing up but you know I really just love their music and they have such a really unique style so um number nine is a band called Alt J it's called that because on the Mac the that key combination makes a delta so I guess their name is delta um (laughs) But they're, like, really chill alternative music with some really complex layering, and their main singer's got some really unique vocals that I just think is, like, an amazing backing track to most of moods. If you want to get stuff done, throw on some Alt-J. If you feel moody, Alt-J. Like, it's great. (laughs) Number eight is kind of an indie pop band called Bad Sons. A lot of their music is pretty upbeat, and I just... 
have a connection to them because they, I, I mean, I listened to a lot of their music when I was going through a lot when I was in undergrad and yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of a uh, comforting to go back to. I think a lot of these bands are just comforting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Number seven is Fallout Boy. <laughs> oh, I love Fallout Boy. I love Fallout Boy. And so I never really had like an angsty teen phase, but when I was twenty, I really got into Fallout Boy, and I just like fell in love with the music that they have. I love. You know, they're sort of a pop-punk band, but I think that their albums kind of are different on their own, and I just, I constantly go back to them. hmm Number six is the band that I just discovered this year. They're called The Happy Fits. They're a really small band, but I want them to make more music, I actually uh, looked them up after I saw you talk about them on Instagram. Yes, and they okay. Are so I had two sentences for them because of, of that. Um, so they're like an indie pop band with kind of a 1950s flair, it feels to me. But I'm not, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm, I'm on the nose on that. Um, but they have a cello and I, and I really dig it. Mm. And like a lot of their songs are pretty upbeat. So the reason, yeah, the other, <laughs> the other thing I had to say about them was they, released a new album in September, which I think is a bop. It's amazing. And I love it very much. But I supported their album back like earlier this year when I first heard them. And I knew that they were looking for people to support their album. And they sent me a a personalized thank you video for sending them $20. But it was so... Cute because they like That's they said so cool. I know they like they said my name in it and they just were like oh thanks so much for contributing I was like wow I couldn't believe it it was really sweet Aww. so I feel like they're my boys now <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally you're a groupie I know I love them okay number five is not a band it's a guy um <laughs> so I mean <laughs> different <laughs> his yes. name is Kishibashi. He is a talented Japanese violinist. He's got kind of a folky vibe. It re- it's really relaxing. I, I really love his music. He's just super talented on that violin, man. Number four is a band called Jukebox the Ghost. They're an indie pop band with... They just have an incredible pianist. Like, wow, he's so talented. And their songs are really interesting because some of them are very ballady, some of them are your typical love song, and sometimes they sing about the apocalypse. And I vibe with it. (laughs) 2020. Yeah. So the top three are just bands I've listened to since I was in high school, and they just, like, I just can't let them go ever. Number three is a band called Local Natives. They, I think that their music is really poetic. Um, They have these, like, gorgeous three-part harmonies throughout pretty much all of their songs. And it's great to sleep to. It's just... I love good harmonies, man. That is something I really appreciate. They're really great at it. Honestly, it was the thing that attracted me the most. And I thought that they had, like, really great cohesion. Um, mm-hmm. I just love it. Um, number two is Vampire Weekend. I think mm-hmm. their music is very African inspired, so they've got some fun beats in there with interesting uh, instruments like harpsichords and things. 
they ask a lot of veiled questions about life, but I've followed them for like seven years and I finally got to see them last summer and it made my life so much better. And my number one is Death Cab for Cutie. They just have like beautiful melancholic songs and like I've listened to them for over eight years and I feel like they've just been there, you know, they... Yes. They formed when I was born, so that makes me feel like a child, but, like... Wow. And it's funny, because, like, I don't always, like, love, like, their the first stuff they came out, but, like, when they really hit their stride, like, man, I just, ugh, I just really feel like it's so comforting, and they bring on just this really unique and soft sound, and I don't know. It's like, I just love them very much. Oh, I love that. Great list. Great list. I'll definitely have to check out some of those people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm going to link everyone that we talked to or talked to. Wow. I wish talked about in the show (laughs) notes. Okay. So we're back. And if you're listening to this, you're like, you never left. Well, we did. (laughs) And we did. <laughs> if my audio quality sounds different, it's because at like this point in the re- last recording, my mic decided to get all crackly and strange. So she kind of sounded like a demon. It was very Halloween fitting. It really, really was. But we thought, man, this is gonna really grind someone's gears listening to this podcast. Oh, I could never. I could never. <laughs> and we those had gre- to start over. Those basically. gears would be mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I believe we left off at talking about the music that we've been into this year. Um it's been a strange strange year and we wanted to talk about maybe some artists that were in not in our top 10 that we've just felt the vibe on. So Casey, who have yeah. you been vibing with this year? Who have I been vibing with this year? Um, first, I wanted to shout out Tegan and Sarah. They are a group of two, I believe they're sisters, but I have been listening to them for many years, but I really have been enjoying them this year specifically because they recently came out with an album called Hey, I'm Just Like You, and has a very 90s vibe. It sounds retro without actually being retro, and I've really been digging it. And then another artist I really have been loving in 2020 is Emily King. I discovered her because she actually opened for Sarah Bareilles at a concert I went to last year, but she also does some music for the show Steven Universe, which I know, Cassandra, you love. We're both huge fans of that show. (laughs) And so I've been really loving her this year, too. What about you? Yeah, I think this year I've really tapped into the strangeness of it all, and there's this band they're called everything everything and they're a lot of things they write a lot of interesting music about you know the idea of the human mind and like the things that we hold precious in today's society and you know what it is that we value and how people why people behave the way they do it's really interesting Mm. but like their music is also like really amazing i think that musically they sound phenomenal and they put out a new album in september that i just thought was perfect for the time mm-hmm. and then the other band that i listened to i feel like i was mentioning before that a lot of alternative type music likes to like ask broader questions about the world but um this band is called half alive i just discovered them like 
maybe a month ago. But I think it's cool because their front guy, like the front man who writes the songs, he is also a Christian. And I think it's super cool that it's just a band. They're not trying to be anything. It's not like Christian music. But he's just singing about something that he cares about. And, you know, I think that that's really special. And I just, I love this, the style of music. It's a bit, like, electronic sounding, a lot of cool layering. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely recommend. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, we also want to talk about the first concerts we ever went to. We love seeing concerts and live shows, and we both think we have really <laughs> funny answers to this. So, why don't you go first, guys? Right, so since we already did this, Casey knows my answer, but I did say earlier that it didn't really have, like, an angsty teen phase where I listened to a lot of pop punk, but I did listen to a lot of Christian rock, and so I I really liked Skillet when I was, like, 11 or 12. It wasn't really my first, first concert, but it was my first concert I went to, just me and some friends, and... I thought it was really fun. I actually recently re-listened to Skillet, and I was like, you know, this is still some good music, but it's also really nostalgic, so. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, So, mine was, and yeah, I already told Cassandra this on the last recording where her microphone went kapooey, but um, <laughs> mine was season one American Idol with Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I still think that's really interesting. Yeah, it was not only just Kelly Clarkson, it was like the whole season one gang, because my mom was obsessed with the show back in the day. Hey. Um, <laughs> who have you seen the most in concert? Right. So, I think that this answer has a couple answers because... There's one band I've seen most in person, and then there's a couple bands I've seen more because they've done live shows, or mm. not live shows, but, you know, virtual live shows, you know? So yeah. um, I, there's this indie rock band called Joywave. I like their sound a lot, and I had discovered them one summer a few years ago, and then I saw that they were, they were the pre-show to a bigger indie band, Young the Giant, and... I really want to go to that show to go see them as the pre-show because I loved their stuff. And then um, a few months later, they came back to Columbus and I went to go see them at like a music bar, which was a lot of fun. And then this year, uh, well, I was actually supposed to see Vampire Weekend in... September of this year, which is quite sad because, Aww. you know, we got our ticket refund and I just didn't want the refund, you know? So sad. So sad. <laughs> but I saw them last June, so they would have been up there. Yeah. Um, and then I've also seen Jukebox the Ghost that I mentioned as one of my top ten a couple times this year virtually, which has been a lot of fun and I'm super glad and I feel like I've gotten to engage yeah. The band and with the fans. What about you? Well, it's shocker, shocker, surprise, surprise, drum roll, everybody. Brrr. It is Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> um, <gasps> who's, yeah, I know. I know. Shocker. <laughs> uh, she was my number one. I've seen her, yeah, like five or six times. But I also wanted to mention someone else I've seen a lot of times live and in concert. And that is a Broadway singer named Kristen Chenoweth. 
and I was like obsessed with her when I was 12 like I wanted to be her and her fan club was like my refuge from middle school hell and um, mm. she I, I've met her in person multiple times and she gave me her glitter that she uses on stage and she signed it so I just have this really special place in my heart for her and her concerts are incredible she cries like real tears when she's singing sad songs wow. but she's also really funny and does like a lot of comedy bits so her whole show is just so captivating honestly if you've never seen her live go check it out like you can't even hear a pin drop the audience is so captivated the whole time so it's amazing really love her wait i have a question yeah how do you sign glitter? Was it like the container oh, yeah. that it was, it was in? Yes, it was this wet and wild glitter, and it was in this like plastic, like yeah, container that she signed. And I, I literally, if my house were on fire, I would run for that glitter. Like that is my. Item. That's amazing. Yeah, it really was amazing. <laughs> it was something else. So we were gonna say how. We watch concerts, speaking of which, because we're blind. Yeah, we are blind. And Welcome to the podcast. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Crash course, we can't see well. Uh, um, so can we see the, the performer? No. no. <laughs> Short answer, not at all. I see a like moving figures, and I know yeah. that they're people. But do I know what they're wearing or what they look like? No. No. Facial expression? No. No. Mm-mm. So how do you enjoy it? I, truth be told, honestly, most of the time, I'm just there for some really good live music. Um, yeah. I, I'm i just there to listen. I want to, like, kind of take in the atmosphere, the fans. I love, you know, I love it when they interact with the audience. I also just love it when they play songs straight through, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so... I just I just enjoy hearing something live and like seeing if how good it compares to the studio version and yeah. that sort of thing. But sometimes a band will put on a show, so like sometimes you're there for the pretty lights. But yeah, I just love live music. Yeah, like when I I see a lot of theater because I love theater. Obviously, as I say a lot on this pod, and when I do that, when it's like actually a plot line and characters you have to follow, I often use my monocular to see the stage, which is a handheld thing that's like binoculars but for one eye. We've mentioned it before, but for concerts, a lot of the people I love don't even put on a big spectacle. It's just somebody sitting at a piano singing, and mm-hmm. I really go f- to hear it. I go to hear their voice and hear the music. So it is kind of sad that I can't see like facial expressions, but I I feel like I don't miss out on much because I'm going to hear it. Right. And, you know, I, I will also go and see theater shows and I love seeing live performances. Um, I will mostly take my bioptics, which is, we've also mentioned on this podcast before, is a pair of glasses with a monocular mounted on top. And actually, I feel like I didn't mention this the first time, but now that we're doing it a second time, I can. Um, (laughs) Yes, uh, in live performances. Oh, geez, my mic. Okay, sorry. In live performances, um, something like a theater production or even a ballet, uh, something that's available are audio description boxes. So they will give you a little box for uh, audio description, which is honestly really really nice and what it is so if you've seen audio description on like netflix or something you can change the language and it's just almost like a different language option but when you're there in person it's there's someone up in a box somewhere sitting in the theater 
currently explaining what is going on on stage. And it makes so much of a difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though I will take a monocular or a bioptic or any other visual tool, there's still a lot that I'm missing out on, especially in something like a ballet. Because Ooh, for sure. they're, they're not talking. They're just right. moving. Right. And I love the orchestra music, but I can't follow the plot of a ballet if I can't see what they're doing on stage. Yeah. We're huge fans of audio description because there is a lot we miss. Yeah. What about sporting events? Do you take anything for sporting events? Um, I think it depends. I've I've taken a bioptic and I've taken my monocular, but sometimes I just don't take any of those because of the same sort of reason that I don't want to... like lose my thing or break it because visual tools end up being kind of costly so definitely don't want to do that yeah no I'm not a fan of sports I don't go to a lot of them but I do go see my nephew play soccer and with that I'll just get my cell phone and zoom in on him and you know I watch it through my phone yeah in a theater that's not really appropriate at all no you don't do that in a theater but for a sporting event sure why not yeah, no one really minds. Everyone's taking pictures anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't do a lot of sports either. But when I went to college at Ohio State and football is just such a big deal. Um, so I would go to the, the football games. And it was really fun, like, being in the student section. People are, like, really hyped up. Yeah. And you get to cheer with everyone. And so a lot of, again, similar to a concert, I went for the environment. But I couldn't see anything of what was going on. Not that I even understand <laughs> no. the point of football. But, like, I just see little white dots, like the jerseys they're wearing, moving around on the field. And I'm like, yep. neat. Um, Pretty much. But life hack I learned when I was in the student section was I turned around and I watched the Jumbotron behind me. Oh, yes. And it wasn't, like, massively helpful, but when they would do some of the the slow-mo repeats on the Jumbotron, I could actually see someone catching a ball. So that was exciting. But otherwise, I just went to go cheer with everyone else. Nice, nice. Actually, this makes me think, we didn't have this, we didn't write this down, but hey, going off the cuff, um, do you get the audio description boxes when you go to movies too? Yes, most of the time I do. Uh, Not necessarily every time, but I should because I do miss a lot more than I realize. I love audio description at the movies. It's super, super nice. Same here. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't really start using it until maybe a a little over a year ago. But yeah, for me, it was life changing three years ago, probably or two years. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely yes. life-changing. I did not realize just how much I was missing. It's why I decided to go and rewatch all 23 Marvel movies in January. Yeah. Because I thought they were super boring until I turned on audio description and I was like, wow. Yes. Those movies with a lot of action are specifically the ones you really need it for. Yeah. Yeah. So we also wanted to talk quickly about Casey and I have also been involved in music performance um Casey's done a bit more than I have because she studied it in college so what have you done in your music performance career yes but Cass has definitely done a fair share of her own singing as well um 
So for me, singing has always been, and music in general has always been a really big part of my life. I started voice lessons when I was about six years old, and I started off singing in nursing homes, and that was really fun That's for me. So cute. And then as I got older, I would do singing competitions almost every weekend. It was just a really fun hobby. I made a lot of friends through it. And then I started doing theater, and I realized, hey, I can sing with this, which is musicals. So I did a lot of musicals. I also sang at my church and fundraiser galas, and I sang the national anthem at a lot of sporting events. And then, obviously, I mentioned in the past, I continued to study it in college. What about you? Yeah, so I did a lot of choir growing up. And so I think probably from the age of eight, roughly through when I was in almost my junior year of college is when I stopped doing choirs. And it was so much fun, whether it was the school choir, a church choir, um... I joined a choir that was sort of a community audition group, um, which was a whole lot of fun. And I made some friends there that I still have today, which is awesome. I did a couple singing competitions in high school, too. And then, yeah, in college, I did university choir. I did women's glee club. And then I got really busy with engineering, and I couldn't sing anymore. But... But what we also wanted to talk about was our singing with the HPS network. And I feel like you tell the story way better than I do. Oh, well, yeah. A lot of people with HPS actually really like to sing. It was funny because when I first got diagnosed with HPS, I was talking to the founder of the network on the phone and she said, well, you know, HPS stands for happy people sing because so many of us (laughs) like to sing. So it all started. Singing has been a big part of our network. Back when our network first started in the early 90s, when they, when some of the HPS patients were at the National Institutes of Health, they sang for the doctors, and it became a tradition because for a few reasons. A, we want to give back to the doctors and thank them through singing and performing for them, but also we mm. want to show them that we are human. I think a lot of these textbooks dehumanize the patients, and you see these pictures of people up against a wall with a black bar over their eyes, and we want to show these doctors, like, you know, there is a reason you're fighting for this cure. We are real people with real hobbies and talents and gifts. And we want to show you that we, you know, aren't just another patient. So that's another reason we sing for them. So Cassandra and I have been singing at the HPS network at their little ball dinner um, every year. And we also have song at Vanderbilt together. We've, we've done a few virtual choirs. We've done virtual choirs this year in 2020 for NOAA, which is the national organization of albinism and hypopigmentation and for another organization called Positive Exposure that we've mentioned before. Cassandra and I are both ambassadors for Positive Exposure, and we can link them once again in the show notes. Um, We also have done a Christmas concert a few times, and this year Cassandra gets to be a part of it because it's virtual. Um, So we're really excited. We've done a lot of singing for them, and we enjoy it so much. Don't you love it? It's so much fun. Yeah, and so a lot of what we do in the HPS network, which is really funny, is... um, our founder is a big fan of like parodies and little like spoofs off of other songs, which <laughs> sometimes is corny, but it's also very cute. Yeah. Um, like we have our 
Thank You for the Research, which is a parody of Thank You for the Music. Yes. And we will sing it to the doctors, and I think they kind of get a kick out of it. Yeah, I know. It's it's like we try to make it funny and fun for them to keep them entertained, so it's really fun. And I had an idea that in the show notes we should link. um, We do these medleys at the dinner, and uh, I think Cassandra's first year, we did a really fun Wizard of Oz theme medley with songs from Wicked and The Wiz. So if you're interested in watching, I mean, keep in mind that we literally practice these songs that day for the first time. So, like, we learn them alone at our yeah. house, but we don't get to practice together until the day of. So, like, you know, even if it's a little rocky, keeping that in mind, but we still have a lot of fun. So if you want to go see us, <laughs> see that. You know, yeah. check it out. Yeah, we we do medleys based on every conference as a theme, and um, the w- there's uh, one woman connected with our network who is a voice instructor, and so she puts together the medley, and we divvy out some parts, and we like like Casey said, we kind of slam it out on our own, and then we just the day before, or not not even the day before, it's literally like several hours before. Yeah, yeah, we do and it for the first. Time. What's so funny to me too, and this is not me like making excuses; it's just genuine. We're always so so tired, running on no sleep, and we're also talking over people the whole conference. It's very loud, so I know every single year when it's time to sing, my voice voice is gone and I sound like like a crackling cat but like no Casey loses her voice every Every single year but like that's kind of the funny part of it like we just get up there and we just do what we can do and you know nobody cares we like make up some choreography with the the voices right yeah it's it's a lot of fun so it's really fun we usually have coordinating outfits to some degree and I feel like I feel like I'm, like, five feet taller than everyone else. <laughs> well, we're all shorties, but we had really cute coordinating jewel tone dresses for this year that got canceled. I was and so excited. I had already <laughs> learned the medley. I was really working on that medley. I was, too. <laughs> it was gone. We couldn't do it. Um, Yeah, it's very sad. Hey, maybe we'll do it virtually this year because our next conference will be virtual. We so should. we can do that. We should we do should that totally because do that. we had some good songs on that medley. But anyway. I was excited. So now we're going to play a game. A game. A game. We're going to do rapid fire questions about music. And let's just go back and forth. You want to start us off? Yes. Okay. So number one, a song that you just cannot help dancing to. Listen, my answer is basic but it's shut up and dance by walk the moon because oh it's cute though it's a really cute song what about you i also have sort of a basic answer but i was i was a i wasn't ever a justin bieber fan but i was a fan of his album purpose uh-huh. um i thought it was a really well put together album and it was i used it to study too but girl what do you mean Always. Sure. Always gets me up. And I just, it's such a bop. I love that song. No, yeah, no, it does. It totally does. Number two, sweet love song. What's a love song that makes you just go, Um. So my top band, Death Cab for Cutie, a lot of their songs are really sad, but they have a really small handful of songs that are really happy. And one of them is Stay Young, Go Dancing. And it's just a really sweet love song. I've always thought that maybe I would do it if I ever got married. I would do it at my first dance at my wedding. But Mm -hmm. who knows? But I really love that song. I love that. Um, 
Mine is Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer, which Aww. was one of my favorite songs as a kid. And it's really funny because I recently heard of a couple who used it for their first dance. And I was like, I would totally. I would totally. That's not that's me saying so that that's my first dance. I'm just saying it's a contender. It's a con- <laughs> Yeah. Right. That's I'm saying the same thing. It's like, yeah. who knows? Who, who knows? knows? But we'll, we'll see. Also, like an instrumental track of Beauty and the Beast, just throwing it out there. Um. Oh, girl. <laughs> Love. <laughs> okay. Number three, great workout song. Great workout song has to be, okay, it's this song called The Greatest by Sia. It is the best workout song. She literally is talking about running and, like, stamina, and then she's saying, like, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, and you feel, like, so pumped up, I'm telling you. It's the best. Oh, that's so awesome. Mine is surprise. so I don't listen to a whole lot of instrumental music, but mine is instrumental, but there's a good reason. Um, So there's this really talented violinist her name is Lindsay sterling oh i know her and yes yeah she her album i think it's called brave enough um there's a song on there called the arena and that song is so good it it is just pure instrumental but it's like very intense it's got a really like strong beat so whenever i would run that's an amazing song to run or like even uh I do a lot of jump rope workouts so like that one is so good I know when that song comes on I have to like grind it out because I just can't stop yes okay next is a song that makes you cry so um I feel like there were a lot of answers for this and I'm actually going to change my answer at the last minute because I remembered something earlier when we were recording that I was like yes that one so um one of my top 10 bands, AJR, a lot of their songs about, like, growing up and that kind of stuff. So there's a song on the most recent album they've put out up till right now called Don't Throw Out My Legos. And it was about basically moving out of your parents' house and, like, growing oh. up and finding your own apartment and how, like, how that's hard and sad and, like, you don't want your parents to get rid of your stuff because you don't want to feel like that part of your life is ending. Oh, gosh. And... I heard it at the point that I had, like, I was graduating from college. I was in my, like, first big girl apartment. And I just, like, lost it. And I don't think I can hear that song at all without crying. That would trigger me, too. it's just so triggery. <laughs> what about you? So I have two. Mine are both about either a mom dying or a mom being sick and almost dying. So that that's fun for me. Um, my first one is an Ingrid Michaelson song called I Remember Her. Ingrid's mom died, and it's called I Remember Her. That's all you have to know. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is Taylor Swift. It's called Soon You'll Get Better. It's so devastating because her mom has had cancer, and I don't want to get too, like, personal, but, like, I can relate is all I'll say. So, like, it really gets me, like, mm. in a personal way. So, yeah. Ah. Uh. That's beautiful. I had actually written down one, another one about a mom dying. Oh, God. <laughs> that's our brand. But it's, it's oh, wow. Yeah, we we truly love our moms. So yeah, maybe that's really, what gets that's us. That's what but, gets us. That's it. That's seriously it. Yeah. yeah. It's called Fourth of July by Sufjan Stevens. And oh, my goodness. You kind of have his vocals are very airy. So you kind of have to look up the lyrics to actually know what he's saying. But it's just, oh, it's beautiful and it's heartbreaking. Mm. Wait. Oh, it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay. An album that makes you think of fall. 
Okay, so I have the most basic answer on the planet Earth, but it's got to be Folklore by Taylor Swift, which came out this year. <laughs> One of the best albums. When we were putting this oh. list together, I and I put this down, she was like, I have one. And I was like, is it Folklore? And she's like, no spoilers. Listen, <laughs> that album has such a cohesive vibe, and it's fall, and I have been playing it on a loop since the moment it came out, because you know I heard it at midnight when it came out, and it's really good. <laughs> so what about you? Mine, uh, one of my top 10 artists, Alt-J, their first album is called An Awesome Wave, and I don't know when it came out, but I do know that the first time I heard it, I was on a plane going to a trip in Oregon in October, oh. and it will always make me think, it was it was probably one of the most beautiful autumns I've ever seen, mm. um, but like that... It's a really chill album, too, so I always want to throw that on, especially, like, I'm always listening to it anyway, but mm-hmm. especially in the fall. Yes, I love that. Um, okay, number six, album where you love every single song on the album, like, you would not skip one song on this album. Right, okay, so another of my top ten bands, I guess is why they're in my top ten. Yeah, of course. Um, Local Natives album, their debut album, Gorilla Manor, which has gotten... A lot of like critical praise, like mm-hmm. acclaim. You know, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, it just—I think it's a gorgeous album, and the songs are really neat. And I think their vibe with having their close knit harmonies—it's just, uh, it's a dream to listen to. I will often listen to it going to sleep mm-hmm. because it's really chill. But I'll also put it on at basically any other point because it's just that good. So oh, wow. I love it. Nice. I could not pick between two. Um, I think "Brand New Eyes" by Paramore is just such love. a wonderful album, beginning to end. Also. Pretty much every album Sarah Bareilles has um, released, mainly Kaleidoscope, Heart, The Blessed Unrest, and Amidst the Chaos. But if I had to choose, it would probably be Kaleidoscope, Heart. It's really hard for me to choose, though. Like, I, all three of those albums I could listen to all the way through, which is why she's my number one, obviously. <laughs> so, a song to walk to. So, I don't really listen to music when I walk as much as Cassandra. I usually like to be on the phone with someone. Um, but, okay, this is very random, but I was just thinking of some of my favorite songs. This is a song by Jason Mraz, and it's called 93 oh. Million Miles. Have you heard that song? Oh, I love that song. And it's just really, like, it's not really, like, upbeat, but it's not really slow either. It's just a really positive song, and it just kind of makes you, like, I don't know. It just would be a good song to walk to, I think. Oh, that's lovely. I love Jason Mraz. I, like, uh, I, there too. was a season that I was just, like, just super into Jason Mraz. I love him, too. I have a couple, and I I love listening. I also talk on the phone, but when I, I went to a really big university, so I did a whole lot of walking there, and I uh, used to walk to work, so I do walk a good bit, and one of them is not a top 10 artist that I have, but it's just a song I found, and I like the album, the, the panda's called The Growlers, but like, uh, the song is called I'll Be Around, and it's like almost five minutes long so it's a it's a decent length of a song it's got a good strong beat and like he does have a very gravelly voice so Mm -hmm. it's I don't know I feel like the swagger (laughs) of like the song like it makes me kind of feel like like tough and in charge and I'm like yeah I'll be around yeah love that um 
And then the other one I have is a new song that just came out. And it's not like I've been walking much of anywhere, but I know it will be a great walking song by one of my top 10 bad sons. And the song is called Baby Blue Shades. It's really like peppy and upbeat. And it's just got a good, again, a good steady beat to like walk to. Nice. Okay. Number eight is a song to fall asleep to or that relaxes you. Okay. So, um... It's funny because a lot of my Spotify top 10 every year or top five end up being artists that aren't really in my top 10. And it's because I listen to some artists just to go to sleep. Um, so this is one of these artists and he's got very like chill acoustic vibes and I love him. Um, his name is Seawolf. And one of his songs on his album Old World Romance is called St. Catherine Street and I really love that song it like I listen to it also to calm down but it's a really like nice chill song and I love it nice yeah I have a chill playlist with a bunch of slow songs and I was actually listening to it yesterday and I couldn't choose so I just was like whatever comes on I'm picking and it was the song Songbird by Fleetwood Mac and I love that song and I could listen to it every day I love that song so it definitely I could fall asleep to that okay favorite breakup song um hands down this is my very favorite and I've already mentioned this person on the list um, it's, it's once again, good old T Swift, uh, Taylor Swift, for those of you who don't know the name. Um, and that is the song all too well. It is like a five minute song and it takes you through an entire relationship from beginning to end and how she remembers every moment all too well. And it ends and it, it is a journey and it is one of the best songs ever freaking written. That's what I'll say. That sounds great. I'm not like massively into Taylor Swift. I don't like dislike her but it's just like I haven't really gotten into her so that sounds good though um I my favorite breakup song is by my favorite band Death Cab for Cutie but their song title and registration I think it's been played on a lot of different like shows and stuff but I I love it because the music is interesting but also the way the lyrics are interesting because it's kind of like the moment right after the relationship ended and he's sort of like focusing on things that aren't important like the glove compartment and like being in the car and then just like thinking of like the gleam of her taillights fading Mm. and and it's like that moment of like what do I do right now Mm. and I think that it describes that really well that's it that's so funny you say that because that's exactly what I love about all too well is like the um the focus on things that don't matter like she talks about like the refrigerator light and like things that just like little details like that and those are the things you like remember and focus on when you're going through a time like that so yeah that's really cool yeah and also I I want to say one more that I just thought of that I think you would love because it's a breakup song but it's like really really a fun happy breakup song which you never ever hear and it's Sarah Bareilles of course and it's called gonna get over you and the music video is so fun. It's like dancey, but basically it's like a positive spin on a breakup where she's like, I'm not all right, but I'm going to be, you know? And she's like, it's really Aww. fun. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that the song I mentioned previously, Baby Blue Shades, that just came out, um, is sort of the thing of like, hey, you know, like, and there are a few songs like that, but it's like, this relationship really just wasn't working for me, but like, I'm gonna just break out and I'm gonna find myself and it's gonna be yeah. great. Love that. <laughs> Love the positive spin. You gotta have that. 
Um, yeah. Okay, last one, number 10, your favorite song of all time, ending on a bang, people. It's so, so, so hard to pick. I feel like I'm, like, (laughs) announcing an award. Yeah, I'm so excited to know the answer for you. So, it's actually, so in that, in the question that I answered of, like, album, I would never skip anything, it's on that album, and it's this, it's a song, uh, again, band Local Natives, album Gorilla Manor. The song is called World News, and I think that it is a really unique song because it starts by talking about how like you know you're driving and someone cuts you off and you're just super annoyed about that and just like little inconveniences and then you kind of you pull into a parking lot you turn on the radio and it's world news and it's like super depressing and um then like your mom calls and she can't find your brother and like what do you do and it's just like a bad day going bad and then Mm. you just kind of think like there comes this moment and it's like the climax of the song that's like uh sometimes the bad feels so bad it makes the good feel so good Mm. and it's just like really appreciating the good times within the maybe mediocrity of life yeah and i just i think that the writing Uh, Like, the music is beautiful. The harmonies are, like, even just hearing the music before even reading the lyrics kind of makes me want to cry. And then, like, it has, like, a a good resolution of, like, you know what? I'm going to be there for my family because that's what they need right now. And I just, I like the, the, the visualization and I like, I just, uh, it's overall a really good song wow yeah nice i love that um so my favorite it's a weird answer i'm not gonna lie but it's just always been my favorite song and it's grown to have a lot of meaning for me and i almost Mm. got it tattooed on my body but i did not but i'll explain that so my favorite song of all time is colors of the wind from pocahontas oh yes and so i've always the funny story behind this is i've always 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 loved this song pocahontas was always my favorite especially the soundtrack was always my favorite soundtrack then when i got involved with the hps network of course bringing it back to the rare every time um, that was the song that they had first sung at the National Institutes of Health for the doctors. And now they sing it. Uh, two of our members sing it every single year. And like, I liked this song before that. But of course, now it has even that extra added HPS meaning for me. I have uh, my favorite lyric from it is if you walk the footsteps of a stranger, you'll learn things you never knew you never knew. And I have that um, on a painting over my mantle. And I was going to get it tattooed on me, literally, but it was just like too long. <laughs> so but yeah. It really, uh, that song, I love the lyrics, I love the tune, um, I love Disney, and it means a lot to me for the HPS reasons, of course, so. Oh, I love that. I actually sung that as a solo, like, over five years ago Aww. because of HPS. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love that song. Great message. It's so beautiful. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much. Hope that... If you didn't know any of the artists that we mentioned, that we at least gave you some good music recs. Yes. We can't play any music because copyrights. But no, of course. <laughs> hope that you guys can enjoy it anyway. Go check out the show notes and we will see you next time. 
follow us on the socials, all those good things. And yes. have a lovely rest of have- your fall because we're into it. We are into it. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye.